Hey, thanks for coming back and joining us on another episode here uh, of About Fate. Uh, we're trying to keep it going. We are well into the year now, and um, you know, I just again, I just appreciate everybody that comes out and listens, and uh, whether you're listening on YouTube, uh, whether you're listening on Apple or Google or wherever you're listening to this podcast at, I just want to say thank you. If you are listening on YouTube or watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit the subscribe button, like and share the video. It really does go a long way in helping helping me. Also, if you're listening on Apple, uh, the podcast, subscribe there as well. And if you can, go to YouTube and subscribe on YouTube there as well. Um, just going to try to just how I give some backstory to what I'm going to talk about today. Um, I was... Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, I think it was a few weeks ago now, um, I was, um, of course, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. I know there's still people out here who are Christians that share the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, you're not one, you can't be one, you can't say you're a Christian, and you're not willing to share uh, the gospel or share the good news of Jesus Christ. But I remember um, I um, had this, com- I was having a conversation with this uh, young man, and I started to talk to him about Jesus Christ and the Bible and the goodness of God. And I remember uh, starting the conversation off just simply asking him, you know, was he saved? Uh, was he a Christian? Uh, and his reply was just, you know, I know God or something like that. And um, as we kept going on and as we kept talking, um, of course, his lifestyle, what he said, didn't resemble the Bible. And I started to ask him and I was giving him scripture and things like that. But I noticed that he, he, always his main thing was he always wanted to question scripture uh when it came down to uh me giving him scripture uh even if he didn't know it he wanted to question scripture he always had questions about if scripture uh what what how can we be sure of the bible and he had all these questions about uh you know we can't really believe the bible and things like that uh I mean, again this is somebody who's saying he knows god and he believes in god and he's a christian but he said to to me that he can't believe the Bible. You can't take this, and because of things, um, and because so many things that have transpired, and it was written this. How do we know that it's real? And what I found out is that a lot of people are, are just like this. It's not the first time I've heard someone uh, question the validity of the Bible and question uh, the uh, uh, the authenticity of what we read today. Um, and a lot of times what happens is people will try to use that as an excuse not to read the word of God and make up their own, um, their own rules and their own, um, I guess, I don't know what, for lack of a better word, regulations on how they're supposed to get to heaven and what they should do to get to heaven. But, uh, I I don't understand how you can say you're a Christian and yet, and still, you don't want to read the word of God. Even at some point, uh, during the conversation, I kept telling the man, he was like, I kept advising him, like, hey, you're giving me your opinion, but I want to know what God is saying or what God says about the things that you're saying. Um, And I remember him saying, well, you're giving me your opinion. I'm like, no, I'm not giving you my opinion. I'm giving you the word of God and I'm quoting scripture. I'm giving you things that the Bible says. And he he began to tell me like, oh, I don't read the Bible. But how can you say you're a Christian if you don't read the word of God, if you don't believe the word of God, you don't trust in the word of God. And and I've studied this before, and I started to think about it. How many people uh, are out there that call themselves Christians but don't read the Word of God? They don't trust in the Word of God. They don't uh, believe that it's true. They don't believe anything that uh, that that has to do with the Word of God. They feel like they can make up uh, 
the Enrus, oh, God just speaks to me. Well, if you if you don't read the word, how do you know how God sounds? Uh, you're just making up your own uh, opinion about what you think God wants and what God wants to do. And what you're doing is you're really listening to yourself and you're making yourself a God. And you're saying that if, if, if I want to do it, then God will be OK with it. And that's not the case. We have to understand what the word of God says in order to know what God requires of us. And and I know in this day and time that we live in, that the Bible calls the last days, that uh, it's not uh, it's, it's it's very uncommon for people to be able to tell people anything, anything that requires some kind of standard or rule. People don't don't like that. What you have now is a bunch of people who want to be rule breakers um, and, and go against what's been established. And I think sometimes it is OK to try to break things that are terrible in a sense. But when it comes to word of God, nobody can change that. The Bible says that forever, O oh Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. And I used to hear uh, old, my old pastor say, he said, the only way you're going to be able to change the word of God is you're going to have to go to heaven. And by the time you get to get them, not, I don't think that you're going to want to change the word of God. So you're still going to have to live by it in order to get there. You're not going to be able to live by your own rules, uh, whatever you make up, however you feel and think you're going to go to heaven. I always try to say, say it like this, and I may be oversimplifying it, but if I was telling you to come to my house and I gave you a roadmap on how to come to my house, if you didn't uh, 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 go by the rules and what I said to get here, how can you expect to get to my house? There was no GPS or nothing. I said, hey, only way you can get here is to do this and, and, and watch out for this and make this turn. And you're like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure it out. I'm going to do what I want to do. You're not going to come to my house. So the same way, how do you expect to get to heaven if you've never been there? What, what, what is it about you that thinks that you can make up your own rules and do what you want to do and end up in heaven? It's not the case. That's not how it works. And what, let's, let's kind of look at the Bible and how the Bible came about to see if it's something that we can trust and see if it's something that we can stand on and how and see that God preserve it. People believe God can do so many things. But when it comes to preserving the scripture, you have people that don't believe that God can do that. But when we look at the Bible, it's actually one of the most widely circulated books in history. When you look at it, it's been translated to over 2,400 languages. Um, but I think, again, still is the question is how did we get the Bible? I'm going to attempt to try to answer that. And when we look at it, the Bible has actually been separated into uh, two parts or what we call testaments. First, we have the Old Testament, uh, which was written in Hebrew. And you have a few Aramaic passages. Uh, and then not only that, but it was written over a period of a thousand years. The Old Testament is comprised of 39 books. The, uh, the five books of Moses. You have the 17 books of the major and minor prophets, uh, the 12 historical books, and the five books of poetry. I'm not going to go through each and every one that's in each category because that'll take up a bunch of time. But um, then we go, we jump over and we have the New Testament. And the New Testament, this wasn't the book that was written until after Jesus died. He rose again and ascended to heaven. Uh, the first writings of the New Testament was, they were penned in Greek. And when you look at the New Testament, Apostle Paul is actually accredited for writing most of it. And then you have the Gospels, which were written uh, by the authors who named that it bears. Uh, in the New Testament, when you look at it wholly, you have it's comprised of 27 books. I'm just going to give you some history on writing. And even you may even ask, you know, well, how did they write these books? And 
even in, like, that's what I love about the Bible. The Bible actually explains itself. So, uh, we're going to just try to get some little history there. I know it's a little bit different than what we normally do, but when you look at the Bible, the Bible even explains uh, uh, itself and tells you how we got to certain things. When you look at it, uh, the Bible tells us a little more about the materials that would have been used to write uh, in those early times. And you look at Ezekiel 4 and more, it talks about how they used clay to write. You look at Exodus 24 and 12, it speaks of stone. Uh, Exodus 28 and 36 talks about the metal. And Revelation 5 and 1 talks about papyrus. And this is a new one for me. I had to actually look this up. A uh, vellum paper. It's like a thin type of paper. Uh, 2 Timothy 4 and 13. It talks about like all the different materials that they use to write. See, so the Bible was trying to let you know that like this is not some fairy tale. These are things that actually happened during your time. And you can go back and look at history to see when people would have been using these types of things to write on. So you can actually fact check the Bible against history. But I would say most people would be like, well, that still doesn't tell me how we... Uh, got the Bible today and, it's, and it's, if it's still authentic. But in order to preserve each writing of scripture, they would eventually have to be copied. So the, so the original writings would be carefully transcribed into an accurate uh, uh, cop called a manuscript. Uh, this preserved the writings we know as scripture. So they weren't just allowed to copy how they want to copy. It had to be checked and it had to be uh, copied word for word from the original. And so now you may say, well, those are just man's words and those people could have wrote anything on how they feel. So what's the difference between me writing things on how I feel? So we're going to talk about that because the Bible even speaks about that. And how do we get how did we ended up getting the words that we have that are in the pages of the Bible that we read today? Um, I want to go to one scripture first. Uh, Hebrews 11, 1 and 2 says, Long ago at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things. So God answers uh, a lot of the questions about uh, 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 himself. So a lot of the questions that people have about the word of God and things they may ask. If you actually read the Bible, a lot of those questions are in there. How how did the, how did we get the scripture? How did people write the scripture? All those things, we're going to try to answer a few of those questions. All those things can actually be found in the word of God. In the Old Testament, he tells us that he revealed his will in himself through uh, chosen and qualified individuals that they would call prophets. And then in the New Testament, God chose a different way. He chose uh, 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 to communicate his mind and will to us in the last days through his son. So he chose to speak through Jesus Christ to show us what we're supposed to do and how we should be living now in these last days. So a lot of times you'll see people say they have a new revelation and they have a new, uh, a new, new, new revelation from God, but there will be no new revelation given. When you look at that, he said he spoke, he chose to speak to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things. So as Jesus has now spoken, uh, uh, the canon of scripture now is settled and sealed. Nobody else is going to have a new word. Nobody else is going to have something new. So if somebody comes to you preaching a new revelation or something new, you have to understand that they, they don't have the word of God. And you may want to then again, like we've I've been hearing at my church, try the spirit by the word. Because what they're saying, if it doesn't match up with the word of God, it didn't come from God. He says he's already spoken to us by Jesus. So why would he need to get some more word or new word when he's already spoken to us whom he by whom he wants to speak to us by another scripture we want to look at in second timothy 3 16 through 17 it says that all scripture is breathed out by god and profitable for teaching for reproof for correction and for training in righteousness that the man of god may be complete equipped for every 
good work. Second Peter 1 and 20 says, knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. No prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man. But men spake, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. No prophecy was ever produced by the will of man. But men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit of God used men of God to write the word of God. We can't think uh, uh, it wasn't men going in and writing how they feel because you have a lot of people they want to talk about how they feel or what they think or things like that. And that's 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 what the conversation that with that young man, I had to say it a few times when I was talking to him. I was like, quit telling me how you feel or what you think. I want to know what the Bible says. And that's how many people try to live their life. Now, well, I don't feel like God or I don't feel like God would do this or I don't think. God would do that. Well, I don't care about what you think. I want to know what God says. And if you don't read the word of God, if you don't trust the word of God, how can you be sure of what God says? How do you know who you're talking to? How do you know who's talking to you if you don't read what God has already said? A lot of questions, a lot of things that people think, think that they can do and they're going out trying to do, you can tell that they haven't read the word of God because God has already either spoken against it or told them what to do. A lot of times people are not living a righteous life because they don't read the Bible. They don't trust the Bible. And I'm not here to try to put someone down or tell somebody that they're not saved. Uh, but I'm saying that how can you trust that you are living according to way, the, the way God wants you to live if you're not reading the word? How do you know you're right, walking the path that God wants you to walk if you're not reading the word of God, if you're not trusting the word of God and we look at this and a lot of people will say, well, just men wrote this. But the Bible teaches us that these men, uh, uh, they were inspired. They were moved by the Holy Spirit. So they didn't write it on their own. They didn't do things of their own. They didn't make up their own interpretation. But these words that we have, they were given by God. God used men to coin and pin down what he wanted us to have in this day and time. And I know people may hear those words like inspiration. They think like uh, uh, the world thinks. So you think like how somebody was inspired to write a song or somebody may have been inspired to make an invention, but it's not that same type of uh, inspired. We're talking about a supernatural influence of the Holy Spirit on these writers to write down what God wanted us to have. When God wanted us to know that we can be new creatures in him, we don't have to continue to be alcoholics. That was from God. That wasn't from some man telling you. That was the Holy Spirit moving on a man to let you know that you don't have to be the same way. And the reason why we can trust this and when we look at this, when the Bible tells us that it's the Holy Spirit that got into men and moved on them. Now that we can understand and we can trust that the that what was wrote was accurate and it was trustworthy. Whatever the Bible began to say about itself concerning God, concerning Jesus, concerning history, concerning uh, anything that we can think about man and, uh, and what we what we deal with. We can understand that it's true because the Holy Spirit was the one operating in men to give us those words. God superintended what he wanted said through men as he used them as instruments. Paul teaches us in Galatians 1, 11 through 12, that the gospel message came through revelation 
from God. God spoken, God's word spoken and, 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 and written by his prophets and apostles through special revelation because the Bible is a special revelation from God written by human authors who received this inspiration from him. So when we look at the Bible, it now carries a more significant weight than just some book you read. And I find it uh, 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 interesting that people will read a book that comes from years and years ago and they don't question the validity of it. Uh, people will read some book that, that, that someone wrote saying that they've got a new way or a new thought and they don't question the validity of it. They don't fact check it. But when it comes to the word of God, you don't even try to fact check it. You just say that it couldn't possibly be true. And a lot of times what it is that people don't want to live by what the word of God says. So now it can't be true. How can we trust in it when it was so long ago? Because when you read the word of God and when you start understanding what's in the scripture, you understand that you can't continue to live the way you want to live. But if you expect to go to heaven, you're going to have to straighten up as the Bible said. You're going to have to walk down that path of straight street and you're going to have to live the way God wants you to live. And the way God wants you to live is not all, it's not a loose lifestyle. He wants you to live a righteous lifestyle. He wants you to live a holy lifestyle. And when God speaks, there's some things that we can't do. There's some things that makes, uh, uh, that we have to bring our flesh into subjection. And a lot of times people don't want to read that. But again, we don't question the validity of other books. And when people come back and say they found some new craziness like an Eve gene or, or, or all this stuff, we don't we don't question the validity of it. We just go with it because it sounds new. It sounds juicy, but nothing takes place of word of God. And the only thing true and the only thing you can stand on is the word of God. So when we look at the Bible, uh, the Bible carries much weight. For us, when we can be, we can trust it. We can know that it's real. We can know that God, who's all knowing, all powerful, set it up so we can be. It can be preserved throughout uh, time for us to be sure that what we have is what He spoke from the beginning, and the intention of what He meant when He said was still there because He didn't just let men write of their own will of their own accord. But the Bible said that the Holy Spirit worked through them and inspired them and gave them everything they need to give us what God was saying we can trust the word of God we can stand on the word of God I can't stand on men's thoughts or men's opinions but I can stand on the word of God I can trust it I can believe it because God was the one who put it together for us to have for us to live by I want to thank you for joining me and listening to me today on About Faith. Come back next week. We're going to try to talk some more about how we got the Bible and understanding some facts of the Bible so we can trust that what we believe in and what, we read, what, we, what we're reading is the true word of God. Until next time, we're going to go ahead and roll the outro. This has been another episode of the About Faith Podcast with me, your host, TJ Hawthorne. I want to thank you for tuning in. Man, this show wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for you. So why don't you go ahead and hit that subscribe button and on all your social media platforms, share it with your friends. And until next time, be blessed.